Hello and welcome to PMU Unfiltered. If you're not sure what you're listening to, this is a permanent makeup video and podcast. Yeah, that's right. We're out here tattooing people's faces. So if you're new to the industry, if you're a veteran to the industry, come with me on my journey through permanent makeup because we're keeping it real, we're keeping it raw, and we're most of all keeping this PMU unfiltered. Welcome back to PMU Unfiltered. It's your host, Marlo. I have a little cheat sheet down here, so don't mind me looking down. I just want to get everything to you and uh, make sure I don't miss anything, right? Um, if you've been listening to my podcast, thank you so much. I'm going to try to do a little, little dual upload situation. I'm going to take the audio from the video. So if you're new to my YouTube, hi, good to see you. And um, if you're listening on my podcast, psst, I have a YouTube. So you can either watch me chat or you can listen to me in the car with your headphones on or through the speakers. Um, either way, thanks for listening. What more can I ask for? So today we're going to be talking about discussing managing symmetry issues. Just simply, we are not symmetrical. The hu humans are imperfect and that's what makes us beautiful. There's even though we strive for symmetry with everything, whether it's fillers or injections and permanent makeup, symmetry is ideal for maximum beauty potential. That's just the facts. That is a part of life, right? So when we are dealing with clients, we do ultimately baseline. Now, everything I'm going to talk about here might go, might challenge what I'm saying, saying that symmetry is ideal, but always run in the background of all of these kind of um, points that I'm going to be making that symmetry is always ideal. Um, so we come across asymmetrical issues and what are those asymmetrical issues? I tend to find that mostly bone structure, um, muscle activation, and also um, just sagging skin can cause like asymmetry. Uh, yeah. So uh, again, let's just keep running with the thought of symmetry is always the goal. So how do we achieve symmetry in these moments of dealing with someone's asymmetry? We have things that are asymmetrical, like bone structure and someone's eye socket are at different levels potentially. And mine are too. Some people it's more obvious than others. Some people's eyes are different shapes and it causes the brows to look different as well. And with that, we have to give that client that extra layer of detail and attention to creating the most symmetrical shape for them. Now, when I come across people with more asymmetrical bone shape, whether it's this outer bone or the orbital bone is just off, a bit like one might be lower than the other i will always keep the brows parallel to the ground level i think that's kind of the best course of action to lean on when it comes to that i know a lot of people especially some newbies they don't know where 
where to really lean because they look at someone and they say, oh, wow, this photo is so asymmetrical. You know, they use the Fee app or the Beauty Angels app and they look at the symmetry and it seems so asymmetrical, but I do like to look at someone eye level. I don't like the apps. I feel like the camera distorts the face. I use my eyes and I trust my eyes and kind of something that I had a little, a little moment I think it was two weeks ago I was hanging curtains up in uh, my apartment and I eyed out my level and let me tell you when I went in with my measuring tape to see the measurement from the floor to the ceiling on both sides of the curtain I was on point to the millimeter so you know that's trained and that takes time and in the in the beginning, use all the tools you got to get that person those perfect brows. But there'll be a point in time where your eyes don't lie, and um, trust you know trust yourself. And when you trust yourself, you can trust yourself. <laughs> I know that's a little contradictory, but I I hope that you guys have some sense to decode some of the things that I'm saying here. Um, yeah. So when you're dealing with this asymmetrical bone structure clue the client and don't hide that from them. And I always like to use myself as an example. And it's, it's okay to tell someone that they're asymmetrical. You know, you're not telling them that they're ugly. It's not. We are all asymmetrical. This is life. And I say this to my clients all the time. I say, you know, the bone structure is asymmetrical. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And there is beauty in, in, in our imperfections. And, you know, of course, they don't want to hear that as they're about to spend a lot of money getting beautiful. But, um, you know, I always say, I was like, look, my feet are asymmetrical. I have one shoe bigger than another. Like, my my breasts are asymmetrical. I have one sit bigger than another. Like, that's like some people have one leg just a little bit longer than another. You, know, th This is life. You have to deal with the asymmetry. And it is our job to reach the maximum potential for maximum beauty potential. Now, I like to level to the ground. I like to use my eyes. And that is probably my best case to give you suggestions on um, bone structure asymmetry. Now, the really pain in the arse um, asymmetrical issue that I run into is an overactivated muscle. The clients are really nervous. We've all been there. And if you're you're listening and you're just like mentally gearing up for clients and you're new to permanent makeup and you've been, been taking all this quarantine time just practicing away on those skin sheets and good, do it. I will tell you time and time again, if it doesn't look good on the skin sheet, it's not gonna look good on a person. Be critical of yourself, okay? So overactivated muscles, when you start touching people's faces, there's something that everyone, I call it sexy face. They want to look at me like this. They want to lift that brow up and give me that, that photogenic face that they use. And it's not good for mapping, of course. How I'm going to put one eyebrow on top of your forehead and the other one's going to be like off to the side. Like, no. So we have to have the clients relax. We need the clients to relax the face. So... I do, I do like a little like brow yoga with them. And like, I literally do this. I'm like, okay, let's take a deep breath in, close the eyes. And we're going to just imagine a waterfall rolling off both sides of the eyebrows. And we're just going to relax the face. 
and just relax. And we do face yoga. Just relax the jaw, drop the tongue off the roof of the mouth, mouth relax the eye sockets. And I can see that it is muscle or it is bone. So we need the clients to relax in order to give them symmetrical eyebrows. They're nervous and they're overactivating their muscles and they do not walk around all day like this or like this, you know, with like crazy looking brows. Um, so we really need the client to relax and we have to kind of coach them through it. And sometimes, honestly, I get annoyed. I get annoyed with the clients. They're like constantly giving me sexy face. I'm like, come on, no more sexy face. Like, let's relax. And they, they but really they don't know. And just like in yoga classes, the yoga teacher just tells you over and over and over again for an hour straight, relax, drop the shoulders, drop the pelvis. You know, it's, it's the same. You just have to keep telling the client over and over and try not to get frustrated. Um, yeah. So that is just a little tip to deal with overactivated muscles. Get that client to relax. Now, if the client cannot relax and you have now, you're pushing into that hour, hour and 15 minutes of mapping and it is not, it's not just not getting anywhere because the clients cannot relax. They're not relaxing with their eyes closed. They're not relaxing with their eyes open. You've laid them down and they're not relaxed. This is an issue. You need to tell the client that they have to go home and they have to get Botox. You know, I mean, essentially, or potentially deal with asymmetrical eyebrows, which they're not gonna want. It's, I'd never really like to send clients home. I really don't, but in these moments, don't fuck a face up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so Botox is the last call for that. It's, it helps. I know it's like a little more popular in Europe to go tell the clients to go do that. Really not so uh, mm, forgiving here in the US. We're, we're just different. Culturally, it's, it's very different. People are very easily offended by suggesting beauty and different things. You know, it's just, it's just very different here. Um, okay, now we're gonna deal with, oh God, I know you guys have listened to me time and time again talk about old permanent makeup, past PMU, and this stinks. I hate dealing with old permanent makeup. I love fresh virgin brows. This is ideal for me. Now, when you're dealing with old permanent makeup and someone comes in and they, they're like, I hate my eyebrows, I got them done, can you make them more symmetrical? I have had, I swear, I have had clients come in with like pretty damn close symmetrical eyebrows and claiming that they hate them. And I just like don't even know what to do. I try, I'll measure, and then really ultimately sometimes the final call is, is that the bone structure on their face is asymmetrical and I cannot do anything about that. Now, you can manipulate shapes and three-dimensional qualities to the face by ultimately drawing minor differences in the two sets of brows, but I'm not going to encourage that. Um, so yeah, now we have this old past PMU. Now, <laughs> of course I see old past permanent makeup that is wild and asymmetrical, and what can we do? 
I like to play around with the shape a little bit. I like to play with the idea of potentially removing certain sections of the eyebrow while manta maintaining other parts of the eyebrow because I will do anything to keep the skin intact and um, cause less trauma. Uh, yeah, so I like the idea of playing with concealers. I always have concealer on hand in my kit. I suggest if you don't have concealer, something like really thick to play around with like a shape of that old permanent makeup to see where you have to get inside the client's head. You have to sometimes cover up a little portion of the arch that got too high on a client that maybe they look too surprised from their old PMU. If that best case scenario, you can save the whole front area of the eyebrow and remove just a little bit of the tail to ultimately bring back a nice arch shape by dropping the tail down a little bit. That's awesome to me. I mean, not only do you get to have develop a relationship with your client and see them a few times, uh, cause you'll have removal and you need to wait. You can't put removal and then pigment like you're open up opening up this let's think about this you're opening up the skin putting a removal inside to the skin and then you're going to put pigment in that it makes no sense and we have to explain that to the clients they have to understand removal and then permanent makeup if we meet our removal goals in four weeks time eight weeks time depending upon the removal process you're going through with them now, um, it is very difficult explaining to clients that they are asymmetrical and their PMU is actually good. It's really hard. Um, another route, some PMU can be covered up. Ah, yes, the cover up. So how can we handle the clients that it can be covered up and we can reach symmetry with the cover up? Now we need to explain to them the options of covering the old PMU up, but they ultimately need to understand. And you need to make this call too. If you cannot give them a beautiful shape and this shape is just gonna be busted and huge and like all over their forehead, you have to remove some of the eyebrow. But if you can give them beautiful eyebrows and they're just gonna be a little bit bigger than what they're used to, but you can give them a banging shape, let's go. Let's do it. Cause I've seen some funky shapes that are like just too McDonald-y for me, too arched. And there, there is still a beautiful brow shape that can go on top of that within that. So it is possible to do a cover up and pretty much fix symmetry with a new shape. How often do I see this? Really not often. I typically have to remove some part of a tail or some part of a, um, a center that has gone drooped too far down or something like that. But again, I really like to look and work in sections of the brow and maybe I'll do like one light removal pass within the removal session just to draw up some pigment and like pull it out. I always like, I always say this, I like to think of the skin as a glass of water. When the skin is full, AKA a full glass of water oversaturated. When the skin is full, it cannot absorb any more pigment. It's like overfilling a glass of water. It cannot take anymore. So you do all the, all the work and you didn't do any of the work and you just disrupted the skin. So sometimes you have to remove to dump out the glass of water to fill it up. 
Um, yeah, so that is dealing with past PMU and what a beast. It's really hard managing those clients. And again, I'll always say this, fill, fill your clients in on everything that's going through your head. Like that you don't have to keep secrets from them. And it's really great to educate the client because the more that they understand, the more that they can understand that you have their best interest at heart. If you have their best interest at heart, um, now, drooping brows. As we age, we lose brow hair density and also elasticity in the skin. And you have clients that come in with sad brows. You know, they just, the brows have just kind of gone down and they're just sad. And the hair growth appears to be almost on the lid, which is not the reality. They didn't have eyebrows on, you know, their lower brow bone when they were 14 but they're older and that's life. So again, the more you clue your clients in, the more they can understand that you have their best interest at heart. And this is just drooping brows with age. So we need to explain to the client, these brows are gonna give you a facelift, which you know, like banging brows on like something like eight, like more aged skin look amazing. They get, change people. Like these are my favorite transformations for sure. Like I get some serious love from like, like when the moms come in and then like the daughter comes in with her for the touch up and it's like, my mom is so beautiful. This is amazing. I tell everyone about you. You change her life. I'm like, oh my God, work, 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 work you'll you'll get there or you've been there okay so yeah we need to educate the client we have to explain to them you're gonna need to start plucking this growth microblading permanent makeup whatever it is that you choose together does not mean the hair stops growing right it doesn't so we need to explain i know you're about to get brows and you don't typically maintain your eyebrows but you're going to want to go get threaded or go get waxed or tweeze at home because it will look like you have outlying brow, brow hair on your with your new eyebrows. Right? That makes sense. I know I know you guys get it, but we have to make sure we explain that to them because there's so many times that I do, you know, I'm I'm very transparent with my clients and they come back and they're like, uh, "It's just like I have so much more hair. Like, why do I have more brow hair? I'm like, eh, you, you don't, you just have to maintain it now. And you have to commit to the maintain, like the maintenance, right? Um, yeah. So when we're mapping these ladies out, we need them to relax as well. The skin is drooped. That brow will have to be plucked out and we need to replace this is what you need to do. You need to replace the eyebrows back up onto the brow bone with your permanent makeup. Do not follow the low sagging old brow structure that is not in the proper place. You need to put the brows back up on the brow bone, also leading them to deal with more maintenance because the hair is going to be growing outside of the, um, the microblading and the permanent makeup. Uh, but I personally think if someone gets like shaky in the bed and is just like, ah, oh, more work, like I really think that it is so worth it. And like, this is some like 
like amazing life transforming brows I've done. Like these women knock off years getting their brows done. So, I mean, to me, it's a no brainer. Buy a tweezer, not a big deal. Um, yes, yes, okay. Um, again, just to conclude this, I say, let's try for symmetry at every single cost. If you're not confident, whip out every single tool you've got under the sun. Make sure that client is happy. Make sure that client confirms the shape. And um, we need to over and over and over ex explain to the client to relax. Don't get mad at them. They don't They don't mean it. They're, they're nervous and you do this every day but they don't, you know? So we really need them to relax and bring no wrinkles to the forehead, do the eyebrow yoga and the face muscle yoga, relax the brows, have them look at you directly in the face, map them out. If they, if you can't get the map because they're overactivating the muscle, map with their eyes closed. And then, um, just, I'm just recapping here. And then you really, we are always going to strive for maximum symmetry. If the client is just cannot work out that active and passive muscle, suggest some Botox potentially, um, and do it with professionalism, of course, everything, all the time. And again, with past PMU, we need to educate our clients, we need to clue them in, and we have to troubleshoot together and let hear them out. They're probably coming in super anxious as well. And if you can't do it and you can't do it right, then don't do it. Those past PMU clients are, I don't want to say they're a nightmare. That's not really fair, but they, you know, they have like really high expectations. So if you cannot meet them, then don't play the game, you know, um, send them to another professional or tell them that you're waiting for a class to take in, on this in particular, or have them send a photo to me. I can help you out. We can just troubleshoot this together. I use my iPad and like do some crazy things. Like I get clients really on board with like fixing their their issues just by showing the maximum potential that they can reach with an iPad generated like symmetry that I'll use. Um, eyebrows with a drooping age, droopy brows. Um, yes. Remind the client that there will be maintenance involved and they have to go back up onto the brow bone. Make sure that's explained thoroughly, okay? And then lastly, um, we always need to manage our client's expectations. It is very important to be transparent, explain things with clarity and professionalism. And also in this business, the client is, you know, interesting. We are in a client-based business, but the client is not always right because they do not understand the ins and outs of this industry. There is not enough out there educating the client. You know, there's so much that they could read up on like real estate market and stocks and beauty brands and cosmetics. But this is a very new and slowly being exposed industry. So they don't know. They don't understand what we don't explain to them. So educating the clients and making a decision together sometimes is really the best option. All right, guys, that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in for PMU Unfiltered. Again, if you're listening to this on podcast, I'm doing video casts. And if you're listening, if you're watching me on video casts, I've got some podcasts going on. So if you don't have the time to like actually watch me, <laughs> um, 
we'll be doing so much more of this. I'm super excited to be here. I feel like this like push of life back into me. It's um it's going to be a long haul here in New York. Uh quarantine has kind of got me down. So I'm going to I'm going to be here with you guys. I'll hopefully get to my studio and film. I'm in my home in New York City. I found a spot to film. Who who would have thought? And um yeah, I'm just super pumped to be here with you guys and get this just like energy back for me, back to you. I I love knowing that someone else is watching and listening to me besides my mom. So please subscribe, DM me, comment, like follow me, whatever it is that you need to do. Uh, let me know someone's breathing out there behind the camera, <sighs> right? Like one of those. Um, that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in again. And um, I'll catch you later. Bye.